funniest thing about doing a podcast at the crib is like upper body dressed, <laughs> no shoes, yeah. no socks, no pants, no pants. All right, let's get it cracking. Let me turn it up. I need to feel it. When the music is hyped, I gotta get in my mood. I gotta get in my zone. Let me get some of these. <laughs> Live. And, and, I need and. the horns. The horns is the motivation. Mm-hmm. The horns get me hype. I wish y'all knew what time it was. <laughs> hey. 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 You gonna kick that verse? I've been waiting for your verse. Man. You don't want it. I've been waiting for the verse. I'm going to tell you one thing. This little speaker thing messed up my voice. You always whispering. I know. You always got the little sexual voice going. Shut up. (laughs) Who are you trying to seduce? Who are you trying to seduce? Embarrassing. Man, let's get it cracking, cracking, cracking. This is episode three. This is episode three. I'm hoping that the volume goes down a little bit. So when y'all hear me talking and all that. Um, this is episode three. We made it to another one. How you feeling, baby? I feel good. You feel good. Mm-hmm. I feel pretty good too. <laughs> <laughs> we got a cool show going for y'all today. We didn't. We got a couple topics that we want to touch into. I know our last episode. I, I really enjoyed the food. I really enjoyed everything. It was a little long though. Mm-hmm. I think we should cut it a little bit down this time. <laughs> and we gonna give y'all some more talking too. We are gonna get some more back and forth. You know. That was our food podcast. That was yeah. the food podcast. Which is always fun. We'll probably bring that back sometime too. Tell us how you liked it. You know, leave some comments if you want to see something in particular, some specific foods. Yeah. Let us know. We can get some like I saw some brisket, um, chili cheese looking fries, and oh my God. they look mighty tasty. I, I'm just waiting on the day where I could have my food here. You know, my producer, my manager, he told me I can't. You know, I mean, you could do it. Just you know, just. It's funny I'll though be too. I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. All right. It's very late. And very. I want to get into this topic, man. And I saw something on IG the other day. You actually sent it to me. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to tell the people about it? It's it's a really controversial topic in my opinion. And um somebody got some explaining to do. Who? Not you. Oh. <laughs> well, it's this one podcast that I like to follow. It's called Good Moms, Bad Choices, and I love it. They were discussing a topic with um, Dame Dash, and they were touching on... Well, on the podcast, <laughs> they was they were having a discussion. I don't know the full context of it. All I know is pretty much the little clip, which is, which is kind of bad. You know, I only know the clip. Mm-hmm. And the overall substance of it is he's basically saying that regardless of the scenario, the man needs to do everything in a relationship. Yeah, so he should pay all the bills. The man should be paying all the bills. The man should be the financial provider. The man should be this. The man should be that. So let me actually play the clip. Um, I'm kind of interested to see how I'll put this audio on here. Maybe I'll just play it like this. Um, hopefully, it's a video on the screen for y'all, too. But let me just take it care, back. Bro. Making sure all dreams come true. Like I said, if the girl got a million in the bank and I got 500000 I'm still paying all the bills. Mm. I just, that's what I think a man's job is to do. And, I'm, and I'm do, I do that so that my daughters won't accept anything less. If, if their man's not a slave like their daddy, at least as a slave like your dad, because that's what a, a father has to understand, a girl's going to accept what 
what their father is. Like if your father was yelling at their mom, they're not there and all that, she gonna accept that because that's what she's used to seeing. Right. Mm -hmm. But my daughters are used to seeing me get played by them and, and I'm the victim. I mean, I let them do things to me, like say shit to me and, and play me just so they're, they're all right with them doing that to a dude. That's why I want so you, you to do. You consciously take the beating. You're taking the beating so that they, they get used to doing so it. So it's not the other, they're not the ones taking the beating in a relationship. I think that's they're true. That's all right, so it's, it's a lot to unpack with that. Yeah, it um, really is. It's a couple parts. Like, I, Dame is, is always controversial. Um, it's a lot of stuff with Dame. He's he not the most likable person to the average eye. And it's certain things that he does say that where it's like he'll challenge your thinking. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you might not want to hear it, but he's saying some real stuff. Yeah. Now, with this one, though. Um, <laughs> I mean, to me, okay, so the main thing is should men pay all the bills? And see, growing up, it was my mom and my dad. So that's what I saw. I saw my dad being the, the financial provider, and then my mom did everything else, which sometimes, you know, it comes with strings. It's like, okay, if I'm taking care of the bills, then I expect this, that, and the third. And growing up seeing that, you're kind of like, okay, well, now I'm equating money to power. Yeah. And yep. I'm equating it to control. So... I want to be the one that's in control. I want to pay my bills and take care of myself. That way, I don't have to hear nothing. I don't have to hear nobody's nothing because I take care. I do it all. So I don't mind taking on the role of doing it all. And I think a lot of women this day and age, that is what they, they would rather do. They would rather say, you know, I have my own. And our independence becomes so strong where... When it is time to get into a relationship and things like that, we have so much, um, I don't want to say the word baggage because it sounds heavy, but you have certain requirements and certain things that you just, you will not take and you will not break for your other half. Well, so what I took from it, because let me go specifically, he said, if I have 500000 in the bank, she has a million in the bank, then I'm still paying everything. I don't be knowing if he just talking, if he just capping, or if he telling facts. Um, that he might actually that might be Dame for real, mm -hmm. but I don't know. That, that's that don't sound right to me. And for I mean, for me on that end, if I was dating someone who had that, and I have more than him, and he's willing to step in and take care of the bills, like that makes me look at you like, I, oh. I think like, we're getting into a, another thing right over here to where it's like, um, like now we're now we're we're infringing. On the independence of a woman now at this point. When you start talking about, oh, the man needs to do this. The man's role is this. When you start putting roles in place, I, I think that some women take pride in being able, to, being able to pay for themselves. Being able to pay their own bills. Being able to have their own place and not have to move with the man. So that, it's, it sounds good from a chivalry perspective. Yeah. Um, it sounds peachy until it's like... Hey, my credit card bill is due or, you know, like for me, I don't, I don't want to ever have to come to someone and say, Hey, my bills are due. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't want that. I'm on the other hand, it would be marvelous if it was just like here, you know, you just take that and do with it as you will. That kind of thing where I can 
put it to where where I want to put it, then I that's different. And then you got to think from a realistic perspective too. Like the average man that like. If we think about the old days, Damon's in a unique situation to where, yeah, he probably does have the funds to do that. Most households right now, they're barely making ends meet. Mm-hmm. So, and then, you know what's funny too? The bigger topic on that as well. The part where he's saying like, oh, his daughters, he lets them kind of like verbally abuse him and yeah. all of this stuff. He's so lying. they won't have a problem with abusing men. Well, okay. Uh, I won't say he's lying. I don't want to judge the man. But it's. He's painting himself as like a a rug, like everybody just walks all over him, and he's just you know he he just pays for everything. That's all he does. That's what he contributes. And there are some men that do that. Um, I've learned that a lot growing up and and dating, especially if it's like a single mom, they kind of teach the the guy or their son. I'm sorry to you know just go out and work, just work. That's what you do. You get a job. That way, you know everything else will just fall into place. And they're not teaching them anything else other than that. They're not teaching them emotional support or anything like that. It's just like, hey, you, you work and, and yeah, come it's, home. Yeah, it's so much more to a successful household than just than just bringing home money, than just being a provider. Mm-hmm. And um, we've had our own experience to where you were a stay-at-home mom for a while. And, you know, it, it can it can have unique stresses on each side. And it's not always just the financial. Um, a lot of it is the the mental, the emotional. Um, I feel for you because your job can be more stressful than mine. I'm talking about as far as when you're at home all day and mm-hmm. it, it, it's, it's like a cliche thing where people say, oh, my job, your job ends at this time, but the job of a parent doesn't stop. Yeah. It's, it's super true because there's no PTO, no sick time. <laughs> It's, it's none of that And then also You gotta keep them entertained You gotta keep them educated You gotta keep them um, nourished mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot of different things You have to touch on And then even after that shift is over It's still more entertaining It's still keeping them um, Getting to bed on time So the job is Is very difficult But Going back to the To the daughter thing um, I think that That can have an adverse effect I don't think that It'll always work out How he thinks it's gonna work out Because They might look at him like Yo, my daddy was a pushover. I don't want no dude that's a pushover. Mm-hmm. I want my dude to to be verbally abusive. Too. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> like, like, not that Let's far. Not, not verbally abusive, but I want a dude that's going to talk back and snap. Pause. Well, Pause. not... I don't think, like, talk back, but you want someone who is assertive and respectful. Um, you also want someone who can teach you some things and not just be, you know, the backbone where it's just like, you know, you make the decisions. It's kind of like, well, teach me something. Well, I'm kind of going more from the perspective of how many times do you see somebody wanting, trying to put something in place and the opposite ends up happening from that situation. So mm-hmm. you give the kid everything they want. You, mm-hmm. you, you basically, you work hard and your kid doesn't have to want for anything. So in, in a certain sense, like the rich, like a rich kid thing. Mm-hmm. Um, now, they go out in life and they've never had to work hard for certain things. So they take certain stuff for, for granted. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying that there's another side. Mm-hmm. He might be skewing her view of men. Yeah, because your, your parents are your first teachers. Those are the ones who set the tone, set the foundation of what you want and what you don't want in a partner when you get older. You see them, you watch them, you listen to them, and it's like, oh, I don't like that, or, oh, I like that. And for me growing up, having both of my parents in the household, it was a, 
you got to see the woman role and the man role and you learn what you wanted and what you didn't want. And I mean, as you grow older, you kind of understand that your parents are just trying to do a little bit better or better than their parents. So hopefully, you know, each generation gets better. And when you get out into the world, it's like, okay, sometimes it doesn't happen where I want someone like my father. Maybe certain traits, but it's like if you have a verbally verbally abusive parent, you don't want that, you know? It's like, oh, I don't like the way that feels. Yeah, you don't want that, but you know how they say people that come from abusive households, like the men, their dad beat up the mom or something like that, Mm -hmm. sometimes they end up being abusive themselves. Mm -hmm. Just like um, even with sex offenders or whatnot, kids that suffer from certain... um, Mm-hmm. child abuse, mm-hmm. they end up being the abuser. Mm-hmm. And it kind of happens in, in history. Yeah. It's a cycle of the oppressed becoming the oppressor. So it, I like I said, it can have important. it can have a crazy effect. I think the better thing to do is to just educate and try to be balanced. Because mm-hmm. like they say, too much of anything isn't good for you. You yeah. can have too much vitamin C and it can fucking kill you. Yeah. I don't want to curse and all that, but <laughs> it can kill you. <laughs> but yeah, it that is very, very true. I think communication, oh my God, the, that word, I know it's just spilled everywhere. All the time you hear it all the time, communication is key and things like that. But it is, it's like, Please educate your child and 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 love them in a way of where you want them to grow. Talk to them about the things that you've gone through and what you want for them. Um, don't sugarcoat certain things. I mean, everything has a, a, a age and a time to to go there. But I really think it's important to sit down and break break it down to your child who you are, where you came from, and how you want to to make their life better. It, it it's it's important. And to me as a parent, it's important for me to not just say, you know, be quiet because I said so, even though I'm going a little off topic. Yeah, but yeah. it's it's me being the first teacher and me letting them know, no, I'm not just gonna be your financial provider to where you just come to me and ask me for money all the time. That's not that's not gonna happen. I wanna be your emotional support system, your mental stimulator. Yeah, communicate all with them. You um just just telling them what it is and not kinda explaining and they don't even understand at that point. Mm-hmm. So if you just tell them like nah, you know, you kinda wanna have that dialogue with yeah. them so they even understand what's going on. Yeah. Saying but, no and just leaving it at no is such a wall. I hated that growing up, just telling me no, and then it's like, well, why? And it's like because I said so. Well, I'm inquisitive at this t- at this age. I want to know why it's a no. Is it hot? Is it is it bad for yeah. me? Is it going to do this to me? Like stimulate my mind and help me understand. Okay, let me not do this because it does that. Well, communication is a big thing as far as uh, parenting and all that, and as far as learning. Some people feel that two parent households are actually more beneficial than a one-parent household. Some women, and some men as well, they feel like the other party is damaged when they come from a single-parent household. So what would you have to say as far as that? And What's your opinion? What's your perspective coming from your background? And I have obviously a different background. We'll kind of get into that right now. But what, what do you feel about that? Um, growing up, first of all, I didn't know that things were different. I always grew up thinking that everyone had the same things I had. Always. And it wasn't until I got into about maybe about the fourth grade or so where I started to understand that 
you know, kids didn't come from the same background and have two parents in the house. Um, it wasn't until my adult life to where I really understood that it doesn't matter if you come from a single parent um, with multiple parents and sometimes even raised by your grandparents. It's it's the person who's raising you. It, it really comes from the the household setting and and what can be brought from it. Well, it's, it's it's a it's a it's a mixture of things too because not just solely the person that's raising you. It's it's also the surroundings because you can have a mom and a dad in a household, but if they're not doing their job then you end up being more screwed up than the kid that had that one parent that was really on it, that yep. was really uh, talking to them, that was really teaching them things, that was, you know, teaching them the, the game, yeah. Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's, it is, it's the setting. And I'm not saying that they have to have the best of the best or anything like that. It, it starts with the mind. You can paint vivid pictures with your mind. You can teach your child things just by articulating certain things to them and, and expressing yourself to them to where they can now picture this. You know, when I grew up, my dad, he used to drive me up Wilshire and I used to see the big buildings and I see the, the billboards that were slapped on the side of the buildings. And that, that kind of picture stimulated me where I'm just like, you know, well, how does this happen? And how can I get my face up there? Or look at these homes that are over here. And it's just, sometimes you have to think outside of the box. You have to really study your child and understand where they're strong and things like that. So I don't really think one is better than the other at yeah, yeah, all. Yeah, no, it, I think it's a, it's everybody's story is unique. Everybody's going to have different experiences because you're going to have some people that have, that's on each side of that, um, that, and they're going to have different experiences. They're going to have different outcomes. Um, my background is a little bit different, of course. I came from a single-parent household. Um, my mom and my dad, they were married. And, you know, I wasn't a bastard. <laughs> I love <laughs> but, um, you know, that that changed in, in the course of growing up, you know, with divorce and whatnot. And, you know, living in a household, my brother, my sister, and, you know, it was my mom. And... Again, I think a, a big part is finding some type of role model, somebody that that steps up and does their part. So it doesn't always have to be a dad or a mom. Um, not everybody is going to have that anyways. You know, you got a lot of people that come from foster care, um, people that lose their parents and different things of that nature. But it's always good to have somebody that um, that can provide you that wisdom, that knowledge. Like my brother... He was kind of one of the ones that taught me on that as far as like cleaning my shoes. It was like such a small lesson, but it's something that stuck with me throughout the course of my life. Like I've always, every time I was going to put on a pair of shoes, I always have to clean them off first. Like that was a, <laughs> that was a big thing, you know, cologne, different things like that. And, you know, my mom had different, you know, her, uh, her, like it was uh, one of the people that she was dealing with when she was, uh, when we, when I was growing up and he taught me a lot of stuff too. So it's always good to have somebody that you can pick, pick their brain, get some information from, and it's it's not always like a, a down and out type situation. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's it's still different. But you know, coming from a single parent household and going to school, we obviously I could see the difference in why I wouldn't even want that for my son because it's a different type of struggle with that one income versus the multiple income household. It is a completely different struggle. So like um I'm just me going to school, 
your, your confidence and all that stuff is different when you don't got the proper attire, when your clothes ain't the freshest, when you, so it's like, you know, it, it, it's different areas that impact your life on a daily. Yeah. But one thing that I got from my mom, my mom was like a, 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 a true hustler, like, like for real hustle to the point to where we always had a place to stay. We never went without. We always had food to eat. Uh, we always had clothes, shoes. My mom, she got it done. Even at points where my mom would be working. <laughs> and then she would have points where she's not working. But we would always have. And if I learned anything from her, is how to appreciate, you know, having nothing. Because I remember at points where, shoot, after high school or whatever, shit, no income. And, you know, being content with just... A little bit. Mm -hmm. So when, you know, getting something and having something, you're appreciative. I know how to come from the bottom. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I know I've been there. So kind of the way up, I think it, it'll be harder for me. Like that's that's kind of a part of my thinking with, with music. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sorry, music. <laughs> that's part of my thinking with money and stuff, like savings and all that. Like, you know, we talk about saving and building a company, LLCs, going into all of that. I think that that single household thing, the struggles that I experienced, that helped me to want to be more stable. Mm -hmm. That made me want to have a place to live, a home, all these different things. So I think experiences and how you react to them, it's going to be unique for everybody. Yep. Yep. It's, it's, a healthy growth, especially when you like when you get into the dating world, when you start dating different people and you learn their backgrounds and you get a a, a piece of a like a, appreciation from where they came from and, and how they were able to see things differently than you. See, for me, I I was a little sheltered to the point where I'll tell you this one story. Where I woke up in the morning and we didn't have any strawberry jelly and I was devastated. Strawberry jelly. I, I don't eat grape jelly at <laughs> all. At all. I just remember jelly. calling okay. her. She was at work and I called her and I was just like, ma'am, uh, how am I going to put jelly on my toes? I don't have no strawberry jelly. And she said, Girl, I'm at work and hung up on me. <laughs> and it's just like you go through that and you don't realize that you're spoiled. You just know that you're always, when you look in the fridge, you have options. And now all of a sudden my options are gone and I don't know what to do with them. And I kept that mentality as an adult to always have options. My yeah. father embedded that in me as well, that I don't have just one route. I have multiples. And I can maneuver whichever way I would like to. I just what, have to to understand that and be strong with that and, and know who I am. And that's kind of part of the, the go-getter thing I was talking about. Because like you saying with the having options, like, you know, we came from having, we had like, we it would be points where we balling. And then this, this is one of the things that come with the single parent household is that it's points where you just kind of like right at the the you making it, you know, mm -hmm. but shoot, it, it makes you get creative with food. <laughs> it made me it actually the reason why I cook to this day is because I had to be creative. You know what I'm saying? Like I could whip a potato in in, in so many different ways. Like <laughs> you know, you gotta you gotta hook yes, it you up. Can. You could put cheese. You could put onions. You could fry them. You could bake them. Um, you definitely taught me how to man a potato. A potato. potato is the most versatile thing that you can rock with. <laughs> you know, 
But, but, um, damn. Oh, you know what? Get, get a little bit more on the screen, girl. Come back to this love oh, song. Oh, yeah, sorry. Get up over here. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> this was a popular topic that I saw online, and they were saying that um, dating a person that comes from a single parent household can be more detrimental than dating somebody from a multi-parent household. So what's your opinion on that situation? What's your experience? Is something that, uh, is there information that you can share with us and your personal experience from experiencing one of the two things? And I said experience a group of times, so. Experience is experience. (laughs) Experience. Yeah, so I'm going to edit that out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to edit that out. And if I leave this in here, that's going to be even funnier. That's funny. (laughs) But, um... That's funny that you asked that because I was raised to think like that, like never get with a person who was raised by just one parent. And I just thought that that was unfair because that kind of puts me in a box. I'm not used to being in a box. I'm, I'm used to being taught to to do as you, you will and how you feel. I so. think that some people, like especially from a male perspective, some people can be spoiled. Mm-hmm. So you like from a female going to a two parent household individual and again everybody is unique. I'm probably it's gonna be some hate in the comments. Some people are not gonna like that, but mm-hmm. I think that some of them dudes could potentially be a little spoiled. Yeah, there's nothing worse than a spoiled man. All right, so tell me what's like what what would your perspective be as far as a man with a single parent household and a woman with a single parent household? Which one do you feel like would be the most difficult? I'm going to say whenever it's a, if it's a single dad with a daughter, yeah, it's going to be super, super difficult. I think a woman raising a son is a little bit more relaxed. They tend to is it that is Is it that that's just more common? Yeah, quite possibly. It's probably because that's just more common. Yeah, but I know single parents, single mothers who are raising their daughters they have them on a tight leash too. Yeah. They're not, you know, they're not just everywhere. Some but then on the other hand, there are some that are. So I mean, everybody there's this big thing with the world of you have to be in this specific lane. Not a lot of people are opening up their eyes and their minds to understand that I can do whatever I want. Like in life, you don't have to go by this imaginary rule book of because I am a single parent with a daughter, I have to do this. Or because I have a son, I have to do that. It's you do what's comfortable for you and what works for you, what keeps your stress levels down and and what makes things flow. There's there's this big thing of of judgment and, and caring what other people think. And it's like, who cares? Yeah. These people aren't taking care of you. These people aren't. Who cares? People are going to talk regardless. So you do what's comfortable for you. You do what's best for you and your child, and you keep it pushing. Like, it, it, there's no there's no right or wrong way of doing this. As long as you raise your children to be decent human beings, and they can grow into this world, and they're not trying to kill people and steal from them and things like that, you have done an excellent job as yeah, a parent. Huge. That is huge. That mm-hmm. kind of reminds me of, like, it's a lot of man versus woman with this stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you know, men's perspectives on things are always a little bit different than a woman's perspective. Mm-hmm. And as far as like growing up, it's it's completely different. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of stuff that y'all can get away with that we can't. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of little well, things. From what y'all say. No, y'all it's, like to it's, put it's, these roles out this here. This is actually, okay. this is a factual topic. Mm-hmm. If I'm ever anywhere, I promise you like anytime that we, we go somewhere 
or hey, he, hey, go take that back or go do the other. Like, bro, it, it's not as effective for me as it is for you. And I'm telling you, and it's not even, I don't know if it's, it's not that it's a, a man and a woman thing. It don't even have to be a dude that's at the register. It don't have to be a dude that's at the restaurant, wherever. Mm-mm. It's just the fact that you're a woman. Y'all get passes. No, because you already know when we don't somewhere even, and Don't it's even a woman. let me mention that I'm a black man, so it's oh, going to be. here he go. He hey, pulled out all the cards. I'm just saying. Just and everything. And just look, <laughs> but look, even to even to other black people, like the black man to the black man or the black woman, to this, they always looking at it like, you know, you're trying to come up. So mm-hmm. Whenever there's a woman involved, I'm always trying to pimp you out until you go on over <laughs> there and take care of everything. <laughs> like, I just don't, I don't. To me, I think I'm a good reader. I'm a good observer of things. So sometimes I like to, 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 you go ahead and do it. You got this. But I don't believe in that whole, I am the one who can just return anything or I'm the one that, that is good at. You the returner. Mm-hmm. You send the food back. You, <laughs> baby, you all of it. It's your role. Like when you signed up mm-hmm. for this, that's what you signed oh, up for. Lord, Lord, Lord. Nobody, you seen a meme with Jay Z standing behind Beyonce? <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure that's what was going on listen, in that picture okay, right there. Okay, listen, that, the, see, that's why you got to read the fine print with stuff. Cause <laughs> shit, I didn't, mm-mm, I didn't facts. see that. But see, y'all don't want to accept it, and I just, I just want y'all to accept it that you know we're different. Men and women are different. Like y'all always, y'all try to say that we're a little bit too judgmental of your clothes. Oh my god, y'all have a problem. When we feel some type of way about your clothes, why is that? If that's not the biggest pet peeve of mine, I don't know what is. I cannot stand for a man to like judge me on my clothing. If I'm getting dressed and I'm I'm feeling good about what I'm wearing, your only job in my eyes, your only role is to hype me. All right, so that's it. Just because something looks good. That doesn't always mean it's the right thing. Just because you like something, it doesn't mean it should be done. Mm. I like to wear red. I like red. I like blue too. But I cannot wear a red hat on Slauson and Crenshaw. And I think that's so dumb. I can't, I can't wear a red hat with some red shoes on Slauson and Crenshaw. And in actuality, in reality, yes, women, you should be able to wear whatever you want to. And men, I should be able to wear whatever I want to. But in reality, that's not the case. So we, I, I, I can't live in a world that's off of how it should be. We can only live in a world that it is. So it's like, yo, if you're wearing certain things, it's a certain perception with that. See, that's not fair. Well, it, it's not fair, but it's life. Yeah. That's just like, yo, you should be able to be naked in public, but... <laughs> There's going to be And it's like You know oh, y- Y'all sexualize everything Y'all sexualize breasts Da 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 Like nigga Yeah <laughs> Y'all do Y'all Men tend to overly sexualize everything But I mean Okay There's certain rules And there Sometimes you know We do push the, the rule a little bit But I don't think it's right. I don't think it's fair that we have to, you know, I have a skirt that's in my closet right now. I can't wait to whip that bad boy out. And it's just like, I have to wait until it's the right time and the right place. And it's like, why I can't wear this on a Tuesday morning because I'm feeling good. Like, I have to, I have to make sure, oh, this isn't the proper setting for that and things of that nature. And I I just don't, I must have been a hippie in my past life because I just want to be free. So... How do you feel about men and their perspective on women's clothing? Tell me. 
You can leave this in the comments. You can tell us somewhere else. What is your perspective? Yeah, it's. It, I mean, it's a it's a thin line. So some dudes really want other dudes to lust after their woman. Yeah. Like they get they take some type of pride from like, damn, this nigga wanna fuck my girl. Yeah. <laughs> like, yo, yeah. I'm not with that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not with that. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I I mean, I feel the same way sometimes though. Like me and you are out and stuff like that. And if women look at you, I don't mind. You say like, that, but like, I never I I I've never seen a woman flirt with me. Boy. It don't happen. I've I've no, never a woman has so never I've never experienced a woman flirting in my life. Lord Jesus. <laughs> Lord Jesus. It don't happen, you know. <laughs> I was trying to find a term, but we're engaged yeah. right now. But, you know, we've been doing this for nine years mm-hmm. and finding the patience and finding ways to communicate, even though a lot of stuff came later mm-hmm. in the process, too. Finding ways to communicate and understand, that's been like the biggest boom. Yeah. That's been and the biggest like. My biggest thing is never feeling like, um, never letting doubt sit in to the point where you're ready to, to just throw it all away. I think for me, I'm always this person where I want things to go a certain way. And if they don't, it's just like, oh, to hell with it. And instead of understanding that you could still shift it, it could still change if this person is worth it. And that's very key if they are worth it. Cause sometimes these guys that you get in relationships with, they're not worth it and you know it, you feel it. But if a person is worth it, then it's like, okay, let me take a step back. Let me reevaluate. Let me, you know, put some things and change some things around and then present it a different way. I think that some things people need to understand too is certain relationships are supposed to fail. Like, I think that they go into situations and you, you're supposed to get certain things from certain situations. Not every situation is going to be the one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that you kind of have to go in there with a mentality of you're going to do your best. But at the end of the day, you got to take the good with the bad and you got to learn from it and apply it to the right person. Mm-hmm. Because it's things that you learn dealing with certain people and what you can tolerate. And, and you also learn about the bad things that you brought into situations. Because mm-hmm. I, I was far from perfect in our relationship and in any prior relationship and dealing with people. Even things that weren't necessarily relationships. Just people that I was dealing with. I was not the best. But it's about learning and applying and doing better. Yeah. And I think that's all we got for today. I like it. <laughs> I like it. All right, my peoples. Um, I don't know how to hold time, people. <laughs> That's what you should have put. You should have him with the uh. uh I don't know how to hold time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're going to go out. We're going to go out with the same track. And I hope that you guys will tune in to the next episode. We're going to be back for episode number four. This is the Kayan Hill Do Not Disturb podcast. I like talking to you. This is the podcast. <laughs> I can go to sleep. I can go sleep now. We can both go to sleep. Ooh, we can both go to sleep. Bye, y'all. Bye, bye. Hey, we gotta I go. know this was supposed to be shorter. I know this was supposed to be way shorter than this, but it just started going. Mm-hmm. But it's all good. I like talking to y'all. I like talking to you. Okay, yeah. That's, that sound way better. <laughs> <laughs> all right, peoples. Bye. Peace.